At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Check your feelings at the door. Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? I'm George Reister, he's Ralph Amson, and this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. So today, I do not want to hear any more Dak Prescott talk about him being a game manager and not being an elite quarterback. The dude is an absolute boss. Um, Big 12 expansion is here and they left one team in the AAC that they should not have. Uh, The Ravens have bad luck, dude. They have... You know, anything that can go wrong is going wrong for them at this point in time. They better wrap Lamar Jackson up in bubble wrap. And uh, 9-11, 20 years later, where were you at on that day? And of course, cancel or consequence and the best of social media. Uh, You guys can leave a five star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell a friend about the about the right or wrong podcast and, of course, you can get a hold of us. I'm Matt. I am M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. And also, uh, shoot us a text message, 818-293-7547. It's 818-293-7547. So, I guess, Ralph, I got a surprise for you today, right? You are going to be shocked. And so, here it is. What is happening? Oh. <laughs> you see my shirt? Yeah, yeah. baby. Uh, Nirvana, baby. Nirvana. Have you actually, like, listened to them or did you just go? <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Dude, I just copped the Nirvana shirt. I'm in the in crowd now, right? Oh, the in crowd. Yeah, I guess. I guess. 
You have officially joined the crowd of people from the early 90s who would have been mad at you for doing this. Why would they have been mad at me for doing this? Uh, because, like, like the, they, that was the big, like, anti-fame crowd. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just more cultural Nirvana stuff that you would have had to had to be like paying attention for or whatever. But th- this is truly is truly it, funny. Is this like cultural appropriation for like music or something now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that's a clean shirt, though. I like it. Yeah. It's even got all the tour dates I went to on the back. All the. <laughs> Hey, can you do me a favor, though? Okay. So there is a performance of theirs that's considered like um, like a must-see thing, and it's their Unplugged yeah. live on TV. Like, I highly recommend, you know, Nirvana might not be for you. It's definitely not for everybody, but there is a show of them playing on Unplugged that start to finish. It's about an hour. I think it's worth everybody's time. It's just... Uh, simple, it's good. They were a band that was really loud and in your face. Uh, and when everything was kind of stripped down, it was a really beautiful moment. And uh, it's good to see you coming around, even though it's in a very weird order. Do uh, you know what I want to see Nirvana do? What? I Well, I mean, I know it's not possible. You want to see, p- see a reunion? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a reunion on Tiny Desk. Tiny Desk is cool as hell. Um, well, probably not going to happen. But I mean, Queen tours with Queen tours with with Adam. Not yes, with yeah. well, with yeah, yeah, with Adam Lambert. And before that, it was the lead singer of Bad Company. I think for like, yeah. like ten years, did shows with them. And so, hey, see, see, you see how that just rolled off the tongue that Adam Lambert with Queen. I knew this man. You know, because Queen That's was a much Nirvana, yeah. Because Queen That's was a much bigger and so better weird. band than Nirvana. Just, just saying. Oh, yeah. To some people, there's nothing that you can say about like Queen fans would kill me if, uh, but Nirvana fans would kill me if I said I, they were both very, very important figures to what they were trying to do. The Nirvana moment and you missing it is something I'm never ever gonna let you live down but this is a this is a fun continuation of the bit i see yes yes see all right (laughs) first thing up last night dak prescott went dumb dude he went insane and i loved every single moment of it he uh went 42 for 58 which is 72 percent 400 yards, three touchdowns, an interception. And the only reason why that was an interception is because uh, uh, C.D. Lamb let the ball go right through his damn hands. He was the better quarterback last night. And all of the yes. And all of the slander about uh, Dak Prescott, him being, oh, he's a game manager. He's this and that. No, bro. He is an elite NFL quarterback. He's one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. And you, my friend, not you, not anybody watching or listening to this podcast, can name five quarterbacks in the NFL better than Dak Prescott. You can't. I will give you Tom Brady overall, because he's the GOAT and he's still playing at a high level, just won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. Um, Russell Wilson. And... Uh, Patrick Mahomes. That's the end of the list, bro. He's okay. better than Josh Allen, and don't even get. He's better than Lamar Jackson, and the only. But I'm not taking any um, any talk from from people talking about Deshaun Watson right now because he's not playing football. So, and the best ability is availability, and he's got no ability right now at this point. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> I'm kind of speechless because it was like it, it was like you and I came into this um, show today with who is going to say the most outrageous thing about Dak Prescott. I feel like I had one loaded up that was like uh, pretty extreme, and you saying that he's top five, but probably five. 
Um, you say and that he played better than Tom Brady last night has me a little off kilter. I thought it was pretty even. Uh, I thought Tom Brady showed a complete mastery of the game of football. I loved the video you put out yesterday where you talked about, like, what the hell is even left for Tom Brady? He, he's done everything you could possibly do. He drew a lot of motivation from outside factors the way that Michael Jordan did. And now he's just playing for the love of the game. We'll see. And he goes out there last night and for the love of the game, he, he gets a win. It's a four. He gets a, he gets a quarter come. He helps Chris Godwin make up for um, his giant mistake. Uh, the, Tampa the yeah. Tampa could have put that game away. Could have maybe even covered. Um, but Dak looked fantastic. Dak is who I thought Josh Rosen could be. Like the skill level is pretty yeah. much the same, yeah. dude. But the mentality of Dak Prescott, he's he's got a little crazy. He's come a long way, dude. He went from just a guy as quarterback, and now you're like, maybe the Dallas Cowboys should have gave him fifty million dollars. I mean, maybe. because. Maybe. And it was people in my mentions like, oh, my God, you're overrating him. He's just okay." I'm like, if you let pretty much if you let guys aside from the elite quarterbacks in the league throw the ball 58 times, do you know what's going to happen? It's going to be a shit show. And but Dak was out there balling and I and I reject the notion that people have said, oh, Tom Brady was better last night. He got the win. That's not what that means. Patrick Mahomes played better in the Super Bowl than Tom Brady did. His offensive line just did nothing for him. They didn't do jack shit. So like like and last night. Do you know why Tom Brady won that football game? Because he got the ball last. If Dak had gotten the ball last, Dak would have won that football game too. It's just he went down and got his team a field goal with a minute and 24 seconds left. Like what what more do you want to do to do? You're completely discounting the Godwin fumble because it wouldn't have been about who had the ball last had he not fumbled inside the five yard line. But that's I'm talking about just quarterback play. I'm talking about quarterback play. And You're Tom right. Brady threw through two interceptions. One interception. Come on now. We can't be giving Hail Mary picks to people. Dak Dak got a pick for a, a ball who dropped a, a you, ball. You can throw that one out too. You can okay. throw that one out too. You can say okay, one cool. interception. So does the interception can't cancel out getting the win? I thought Tom Brady showed a complete mastery. No, no, no. I'm not. The and the thing is, I'm not trying to take anything from Tom Brady because he was fantastic. You. Like he was, he balled out last night. This is not, you know, comparing and saying, oh, one guy's great, the other guy sucks. No, I'm just saying that Tom Brady was great last night, but Dak was fantastic. And the and and people keep pointing to like Tom Brady they're like and he gets and he deserves a lot of credit but the idea like the, like the the uh, second touchdown pass he threw to Gronk when Gronk fake blocked and then ran up the seam and caught the the ball for a touchdown i looked at that and the first thing i thought was Tom Brady's going to get all the credit for this and he does deserve credit for the execution of it but the person who is not getting enough credit surrounding this Buccaneers team is Byron Leftwich, their offensive coordinator, who is calling great games. He is coming up with great schemes, game plans, and all of that. Tom Brady's executing, but at least give the dude his flowers. That's all I want. What do you think of, and I, I mean, I just want to echo everything you said about Dak, and the, I learned a little bit more about him through hard knocks. He's a, cra- he's a crazy person. He has the exact mentality you would need. We already knew that he loved the process. We already knew that he was talented as a passer, but I didn't realize he had that like next level competitor yeah. in him. Um, he he's got a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in there. He, yes. he might not be fully mature yet as a as a man. And that's thing is he's getting he, better. Like that's the yeah. scariest part about it. Like this feels like what we saw out of Russell Wilson. Three years ago, four years ago, when we were like, yo, this dude's a hell of a quarterback. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he can do do things that other people can't. Yeah, but uh. like give give Russ the prototypical body. And, and that's the other thing is both offenses had to be one-dimensional last night. And both offenses still kind of got what they wanted. 
Yes. Which, um, that game was so much fun. 800 total yards passing. Oh, my God. We put, uh, I just put my celebration of that game up on unafraidshow.com. It's like it was just the perfect opener. But I did have one question for you coming out of that game. What does it feel like as a former NFL tight end, somebody who's banged up quite a bit in your career, what does it feel like to watch a guy who walked away from the game because of, of, of how banged up he had been over the course of his career? What's it like to watch him come back, have everybody write him off after five games because he only had 12 catches, and then over the last 16 games, which is a constitutes a full season, at least up until this year, he has 11 touchdowns, which would be, if it was an individual season contained within itself, would be good for his third highest touchdown total over a 16-game span. And in his last seven games, he has three multi-score games in Rob Gronkowski. What's it oh. like to watch a guy come back at 32, remake his body, rediscover the game, and blow up like this? Oh, dude, it's, it's clear it's obvious. It's, it's he, he and Tom Brady are witches. Like, there's no, like, they have... <laughs> Like just like uh, uh, Dante Stallworth said yesterday, he said Tom Brady's a vampire, and people thought that he was saying, "Oh, because he's out for blood." All this, no, he was like, "No, no, no, I think he's actually a vampire." I mean, like that's the only way. There, it makes no sense what's happening with Gronk either. But I do think that the biggest telltale sign of that is, is it shows how a healthy working environment affects your physical as much as it does your mental and by that i mean new england grinds right they grind on you they're hard on you they practice hard all of these things bruce arians he's like practice efficiently and yeah make make sure that my dad my dad's attitude you put in 16 hours a day monday through friday you better take that boat out on saturday and sunday yep exactly and that's bruce arians and I think the weather has had a big impact because they're like snowbirds now. <laughs> they're, they're down in Florida enjoying the sunshine and feeling better. The joints don't hurt as bad as like when you're outside practicing in in November and end of October and December. So that's what I attributed to. But it's phenomenal for me to watch because he didn't look like he was lumbering down the field last night. I was like, bro, I don't know what you're doing. I need some of that, though. Yeah, and I, I will say there was one point of the game, and it was after the game was over last night, where I looked at Tom Brady and I said, all this goodwill that has come his way might go away if he continues down this road. But Tom Brady walks out there uh, for the post-game interview. Yeah. He's very complimentary of Dak Prescott, as if they weren't just in a heated head-to-head competition with each other. Um. And then wished his wife and kids, who he said were probably asleep and never going to see this, um, good night and said that he'll see you soon. And it's gotten to the point where he's so much better than everybody else that he can be complimentary of everyone. Like he is floating above yes. watching the mortals play and saying like, oh, I like the way you're doing that. Like, you'll never be me, but I, I, I appreciate the art of what you're trying to do. Do you know he's, what that he's so above it that I think he's gone beyond people appreciating the evolution of his personality to I think there's probably going to be some type of backlash to just the patronization of. No, dude, <laughs> because 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 we saw it from Jordan. We saw it from Kobe. Kobe was the last person that we when really they were saw. Done. When they no, were no, no, done. No, 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 While done. No, no, no. Jordan how Michael talked to Kwame when they were. When no, I'm, I'm talking about somebody GM. where where they appreciate what you're doing. Where like Michael well, Jordan, right. he's he was he was like age. yo, he was like yo, that young boy from uh from 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 the Lakers, he out there trying to turn everything into a one on one battle. Like, bro, he gonna go go at you. Kobe Bryant talking about Booker, talking about Russell Westbrook while he was still playing. Like, these are the things that this is what Tom Brady's doing. And you nailed it, dude, that he's like that. He's so great that he can appreciate and compliment other people without it taking away from his greatness, where he's like, yo, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm here, homie. So, you know, I'm happy that you're doing doing well. Great. Dak, that was a phenomenal performance tonight, bro. You are killing it. I love watching you play. I'm a fan of yours, man. And if 
if Dak had said that to him, it would have come across like, you know, like he's fanboying. Yeah, yeah, and 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 what's interesting is like there there are other players that I've seen try to do this. Um, one of which is uh, LeBron, but the complaint about LeBron is. It, he seems to have a hard time complimenting others without drawing attention back to himself. Um, and then there's there's another one who I feel like could actually be this guy in the NBA, this version of Tom Brady, and that's Kevin Durant. But what Kevin Durant can't do is bring himself to volunteer that information. It has to be pulled out of him. Yeah. Right? Like, it has to be in the midst of it. Like, somebody has to say something bad about somebody in order for Kevin Durant to jump in and be like, you don't know what it's like. You don't know what Russell Westbrook goes through. I can harp on Russell Westbrook, but you can't. Exactly. You're nobody. It's like, it's like that family thing. You can talk. I can talk shit about my family, but you cannot. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Kevin Durant is like the parent that spanks their kid in the grocery store. And then somebody walking by is like, that's good parenting. <laughs> and then and you like, turn to that parent up. and be like, mind your own business. Shut the yeah. hell up. <laughs> like, like I, so I just I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. So Tom Brady's in his mid 40s giving boops on the nose to all the good puppies. Yep. <laughs> and, like, and people are just like, thank you, Tom. Yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like maybe it has an opportunity to backfire because we've never seen it before, but maybe not. Maybe this is the evolution of of sport and sportsmanship. Yes, dude. Old men, they they it, it's <laughs> like when people are going get getting ready to die, they get super sentimental a lot of times. Either that or they get really cranky. And um and I've seen both in my family, and um I prefer the emotional side. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, 
Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I am emotional, though, about and passionate about this Big 12 expansion. So the Big 12, which lost Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, Um, which is supposed to happen in 2025, which seems completely odd at the timing that they chose to announce this. But anyways, uh, the playoff expansion, well, the sorry, the Big 12 expansion, they are going to add UCF, Central Florida, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati. I love the addition of Houston. I actually wanted Houston in the Pac-12. Love the addition of BYU because they they fit because the conference already has two religious schools in Baylor and in TCU. The, the their Sunday policy could be a little bit of an issue every now and then, but you know, I digress. And Cincinnati, I wasn't mad at Cincinnati and truthfully I wasn't even mad at UCF. But the thing I was mad at was that Memphis was not included. Memphis should have been in this move to the Big 12. I, this is a team that puts a lot of guys in the NFL. Uh, granted that they don't have the TV market that UCF does, but they have a passionate fan base. And if you move them up a tier, dude, they're going to be able to recruit better. They're going to be able to compete with Tennessee for recruits because all the Memphis kids, the best ones, have been going to Tennessee. So now you're like, what happens to to them? I feel like that this is a missed opportunity and I absolutely hate it, even though I'm fine with the Big 12 expanding. I like Memphis. I think that under obviously under Mike Norvell, they took a huge step forward. Yep. Um, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing because Memphis, I I feel like, is the next group They're of the, five the next, schools. Yeah, correct. That that year over year, well, kind of like a Boise State. Like it doesn't matter. They're a destination. What they did with Daryl Henderson, um, what they did, they, they had an offensive lineman, and his name is escaping me right now, that they plucked out of Arizona, who started on the interior for four years and helped Daryl Henderson rush for over 2,000 yards, like two years in a row, got drafted by the Patriots in the seventh round. And when, when you started to see Memphis players get drafted, it was like, all right, this is the, this is the beginning. Like, yeah. It's not just going to be three late-round picks every year. They're going to start to sneak people into the, into, into the second and third round. And once, once that's who you are, and once you can pull maybe a four-star from Tennessee who wants to stay close to home, then, then that's serious business. And now they're going to watch some of the better teams from their conference – move on and you and and as memphis i think you have to ask yourself like all right are we going to beat up on everybody in this conference and become a dominant group of five team and hopefully depend on the idea that one group of five is allowed into the college football playoff or are we going to follow suit because this is a copycat league are we going to look for a place to be ourselves oh and so now i feel like all eyes are on them and you have to follow the money dude they they have to find a way to get to the money because now, Houston, UCF, even BYU, because they were an independent, but then they were in the uh, West Coast Conference in um, in basketball. 
and other women's and other women's and men's sports. So but they were independent in football. So you're just like, okay, how does this work? And they're supposed to move over in 2023 and then the rest of the schools are supposed to move over in 2024. This part of it, Ralph, is very odd to me because you have Memphis, I'm sorry, you you have Texas and Oklahoma it's 2021 talking about they're going to leave to the SEC in 2025. When Texas A&M and Missouri did this to go to the SEC, they said they were going to do it four years later and they left after one year. And so the AAC, their timeline is pushed back. So is the uh, Big 12. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Like I cannot see them waiting until then to make a move just just because it's going to get funny about how you do the money how you divide things how you split things who gets a vote who doesn't get a vote all of this types of stuff yeah yeah no i'm i'm with you and i think you got to be if you look at schools like louisiana lafayette with billy napier coming in there and making them a contender you have to say you know should we take advantage of this window and try to grow with our coach, or are we definitely going to lose him? Like yep. because the fact that he stuck around this last year when there were Auburn rumors and other rumors, um, you know, how much longer is he going to do something like that? In, unless we can find a way to to put ourselves in a position where even if he does leave, the next coach that comes in might actually be above our station because they believe that we're going to try to go after. Uh, a spot in a bigger conference, especially in a super fertile recruiting ground and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you are going to see a lot of these group of five schools that have any juice behind them try to level up. And I think that's what makes Boise State so interesting is they don't seem to have that same interest. Um, well, but should be a candidate for anybody who wants to bring in a school that's been competitive for 20 straight years. Yeah, and the interesting thing is uh, also the Luke Fickle component, the head coach at Cincinnati, because so many people have tried to get him, and he was not into interested. He kept turning them down, and now he's being rewarded for that. Uh, next thing up, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I do not know what's going on. Their strength and conditioning coach should absolutely be worried for his job. <laughs> the... Uh, like, dude, they are falling apart. Already this offseason, they've had Lamar Jackson catch COVID, which obviously is not uh, the strength conditions coach's fault. But then J.K. Dobbins, they're starting running back towards ACL. They're backup running back, Justice Hill, towards Achilles. And then yesterday, Gus Edwards, they're now starting running back, potentially tore, oh, it's not, not potentially, he tore his ACL too. Then on the very next play, you had Marcus Peters, their cornerback, tear his ACL. Rashad Bateman, their rookie out of Minnesota, growing surgery. Miles Boykins out with a hamstring. Nick Boyle just had a, a, a minor knee surgery. Bro, I don't know what's happening in them, but the Ravens, I out of somebody's putting uh, pins in a voodoo doll on them right now because everything is falling apart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that, well, that was, that was really all I wanted to say about, about that. Cause it's just wild, but Oh, one, one more thing though. So the Gus Edwards situation and, and when I first heard the news yesterday, it took me aback. It was about 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Right. And I saw it come across. It came across on my, on my phone. And I was like, and my immediate reaction was, oh, my God. I just lost my starting running back on my fantasy team. Damn, I'm so mad. I just drafted him less than 24 hours before this. And then that took me back to when I was sitting on a training table, crying my eyes out when I tore my ACL. And I was tired of being hurt. I was frustrated, all those things. And then that made me realize, I was like, hold up. Yeah, this is my fantasy team. It may cost me some money if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't come out and play well and 
or, or is out for the season, all this stuff. But then I was like, hold up. I'll be okay. But now this man worked his ass off all offseason, worked hard, and I and I have lived that pain of that disappointment. When you put in the work and then there's no payoff. Like your 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 payoff is to go do more work and hope that you get an opportunity. Because Gus had an opportunity sitting right in front of him. And obviously, so, so did Justice Hill, J.K. Dobbins, all of that. We're talking about how it impacted me. <laughs> and I just felt bad for, for for the dude. And it actually changed my entire mindset about it. And I was like, I'll be all right. Gus, on the other hand, sucks to be him right now. Yes. Do you, do you think that fantasy football fosters that type of attitude of treating these guys like um, products or that they work for us or or gives people the leeway to, to be upset with somebody for for getting injured because of what it costs them or do you think that's just who we are and this just uh, this just gives us an avenue to, to put it out there? I, I think I think it's more the avenue to put it out there because in some kind of way this impacts you. You're like, I got money on this. This is something that I thought I was going to have a chance to win, and you let me down. And it's like, bro, nobody cares about you. I remember when people used to say stuff to me about their fantasy team. I was like, f your fantasy team. Do you realize I'm out here trying to trying to provide for my family, achieve my own personal career goals? I, if, if I could be out there, of course I would be out there, fool. I want this more than you want to win your fantasy team. I promise you. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. I just wonder, like, if if there's like shareholder meetings at Apple where somebody has a certain amount of stock, you know, would go in there and and yell at Tim Cook for not making sure that they they made enough money i you know I, I don't know i've i've never been the type of person to look at another human being as a commodity yeah but i understand that it it has to be a struggle for quite a lot of people because oh for I sure see it all over the place all the time and i i'm i try to get to a point in my head where i say, all right is this an is this a natural character flaw or is something is there something that triggers it because I don't, I don't know. I can't identify with this. At no point would I ever be the type of person to troll an athlete. I Man, I, rem- I remember I lost a friend. Um, I lost a friend over maybe maybe like eight ten years ago who used to get online and tag the Morris twins because we're both huge Suns fans. We had briefly been in a band together. Like we were really really good friends. He used to get online and he used to troll the Morris twins and he would tag them. And I'd be like, hey, man, if you keep tagging them in your tweets, you got to take Christian out of your bio. You got to yeah. do it because you're making us look bad. And I remember he got mad at me. His wife got on and called me a hypocrite because she'd seen me curse before. Like it just turned into this whole huge like open wound of I criticized who he was deep down as a person. And all I was trying to tell him is, is I was like, man, you can get mad at these people. But what are you hoping to accomplish by tagging them on social media, especially in the earlier days of social media yeah. when you knew these athletes would see it? And uh, and and that like our relationship ended after that discussion, and it, it always kind of gave me pause because I was like, what what kind of person thinks that this is a good idea, or that they're going to accomplish something? Like, how do you get to that point where you feel like you have enough ownership in the situation to speak into some? And it's different when you criticize what somebody's doing without tagging them in it to make sure that they see it, to make sure that you're part of the pile on like they owe you something. And I think that's that, that gets to the bottom of what my issue is, is what makes us think that we are entitled to somebody else's job performance benefiting us. 100%. Well said, Ralph. Well said. <sighs> okay, so today is September 10th. And we are one day from September 11th, which is obviously a huge day in this country. It is now for the last 20 years, it has been. And September 11th, 2001 is a day that if you are over the age of five and don't live in 
New York. Actually, actually, if you're over the age of five and yeah, and you don't live in New York, this is a big day for you. And if you are under five and live in New York, this is obviously a big day, too. But like you could have actually remembered this, like remember or have some recollection of the event or some trauma from this being under five, too. And Ralph, where were you at on September 11, 2001? I was uh, my, my girlfriend at the time and I took turns picking each other up for school. Um, it was my day to pick her up. I knocked on her door. She answered. She was very pale and invited me in. And we watched. Um, and the first tower had just been hit. And as we were watching, the second tower got hit. And um, somehow we decided that we should still probably go to school. And I had a zero hour. So it was very early in the morning. Um, West Coast time. And I remember sitting in zero hour. And we had the TV on. And as a class we all just watched and this had to be my senior year. Um, and so we're all just watching everything take place. And I remember somebody in the class made a, a joke. It wasn't about nine 11. It was just like to try to cut through the tension. And our teacher stood up and he said, uh, I will shut this off. And I remember at the time just being like, why is he overreacting? Well, no, it was just like, well, none of us want to be watching this. We're all horrified. You're threatening us with shutting this off if if we're like, not. Like it's going to make it go away. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was, it was, and I, I thinking back, I, I was like, what else would have he even said in that? But that is seared into my memory of like, if you guys don't stop messing around, I'll shut this television off so that you won't have to see all these people falling out of buildings and everything. And I remember just kind of going from class to class uh, in a, in a, in a daze. And then the principal of the, the school reached out to me and he said, you know, you're president of, of the fellowship of Christian athletes. Um, we're thinking about doing a vigil. Can you put it together and can you speak? And I was my first reaction was absolutely not like what what right do I have to be any part of this? Um, but I think I think what came out was like, OK. And uh, so the the Center for the Arts, which was a place where we did all of our assemblies that could fit about, you know, fifteen hundred people. We had people come during lunch and they filled it out and I had to speak and lead a vigil and pray in front of all these people. Okay, so but when you were watching it in the class, did you understand what was happening? Yeah. Like that it was an act of terrorism. Yes, because the the I was a newspaper junkie as a kid and um there were six straight months of articles after the 1993 bombing. And so that was still pretty fresh in my mind as something that was possible. The World Trade Center had been bombed before. So in my head, it's a target. Um, and I knew that we were in conflict with people of, of other ideologies and countries and, 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 and things like that. And so when this happened, it was just it, it, the only thing that I was not able to grasp in the moment was the scale of it. Yeah. How many people are there? Where are they coming from? And I just the, the, the day ended. The day ended. Um, the thing that is seared into my memory is that the day ended with me walking out of that room of 1500 people and saying like, I've never, I've never been a, a bigger fraud or fake in my entire life. I have no responsibility. Like, no, there's no way that I should be involved in this. And I remember a kid approached me and he said, my uncle works in the towers. We haven't been able to get a hold of him. Like, thanks for just saying something. Cause I don't need, I don't know what to say either. Yeah. And I remember that made me feel a little bit better, but the, the next, I mean, and then everything was different and yeah. you can't, the one thing that you can't stress to people enough who don't have this as part of their recollection is how much things change. And I think COVID is maybe the only other thing in my life because that, that where I felt like everything is different now, like everything is, everything has this thing attached to it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I just, I do, re well, I do remember knowing in the moment what it was, but just not how big the attack would be. I was in college 
I remember that morning, my mom called me multiple times. George, and I finally answered the phone because I was sleeping. And she said, George, turn on the TV. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to, what channel, mom? Any of them. I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, she, she said any of them. So I said, okay, cool. I turned on the TV. I said, mom, what channel are you watching? And she told me like, you know, CBS, NBC, Fox, whatever the hell she was watching. So I turned that one on. And I remember it distinctly. Mind you, at this point in time, I had never been to New York. I had seen pictures of the skyline. I knew about the 93 bombing, knew about the Timothy McVeigh in 95 in Oklahoma City. But it didn't register when I saw it that this was terrorism. I thought and then I hear the report. It's oh, an airplane hit the tower. And I'm like, OK, how the hell did an airplane hit a building like like I'm thinking normal things like it must have been some sort of plane issue. Pilot died something. You know what I mean? Like while flying a plane, hit a building like I'm thinking normal situations. And then I'm watching and the second one hits it and I'm confused. I'm like, I don't wait. Another plane just hit a building. And then they started talking about potential terrorism on the TV. And I was like, whoa, whoa. I mean, because we live in 2021. So so think about how much terrorism that we've actually seen because of television and how much it's increased because now that they know that terrorists know that they can get it out, you know, spread around the world in a matter of seconds, that increases their likelihood of wanting to do this. So I was watching and it dawned, I was like, oh my God, this is major. And then a few years later, when I was in the league, I got a chance to go to New York and I saw where the hole was. Like they hadn't even started like building the, the, um, the, the memorial there with the with the water and all that stuff yet. And I just looked, I was like, bro, this thing was sitting right here and then seeing pictures of what it looked like prior to what it looked like after. And then on television, they didn't fully show you until you see some of these documentaries that have come out, like how like how scary that this had to be the building falling people on the ground like there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to hide and all this damn asbestos and everything else just killing people the it it was just when you think about the chaos that had to be there for those people the trauma watching people jumping out of buildings and all that dude it, it is i I couldn't fully comprehend watching that television. And now as an older person, like I see it and I'm like, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be there, to be a person who made it out alive or people who didn't like your building is on fire and you can't get out. And you're like, my only option is to jump out, bro. I, and then This goes to go change everything in the world of professional sports and college sports. When we would travel, we would take the bus from the stadium, go straight to the airport. Don't go through security, anything. Put whatever, whatever you wanted to take on the plane. And mind you, there were people who flew private or flew charter planes that took things that they were not supposed to be taking. That changed everything. Which is wild which we don't even need to talk about at this point in time which we will at some point in time but there were things that were transported that probably shouldn't have been well not probably that should not have been transported on those planes and then that completely changed everything with 9-11 and and just the trust that you used to have for just just going on a plane hi hi i'm gonna go on a plane to go see my fam We're going to go in the airport when people used to walk you to your gate. That's done, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up traveling back and forth, flying alone. Um, I grew I grew up flying alone. And so I I would meet my parents at the gate like or I meet my grandparents at the gate. 
and that that at that end, you you don't really see kids alone on airplanes no. as much as you used to see back then. That was a pretty common thing thing that you would just trust your five or six year old to a flight attendant. Yeah, and they would give give you a little pin with your with your wings, take you in the cockpit, all of that. Nope, that ain't happening yeah. no more, pal. And I oh my gosh, I uh, yeah, man, it, it it's being a senior in high school it changed the lives of so many of the people my age because it was so fresh for people who were seniors that had, had they had any other plans for their life at that time, or especially if they didn't, especially if they didn't, you enlisted. Yeah. My roommate enlisted a bunch of people from my friend group enlisted. I tried to enlist. Like it was just what you did at the time. And I know people who I went to high school with who never came home. I know people who I went to high school with who who came back different. And I have one guy who I went to high school with who it whose entire life at this point is helping mentally and spiritually wounded veterans find their way back. He lives in Colorado. His name's Nick Fry, and he does absolutely incredible work. But he was one of those ones who who we were all seniors in high school and we just did what we could do. You know, to to make sense of it at at the time, it I don't know, man. I I do. So I I was on the news in Arizona a couple of years ago for um, every single year. This letter that I wrote my kids kind of resurfaces. I wrote it to my kids nine years ago um, today, and uh, I'm just going to read it if you're cool with that. Yeah, because it kind of um, this is a letter that I wrote to my kids nine years ago today. At the time, I only had two um, two children, but I was trying to explain to them how they're growing up in a different world than I experienced in that. I wish that they knew what it was like before. And it says, uh, today I stood in front of seventh graders that I teach and apologize. I owe you both the same apology every year. Those of us that were old enough to recollect the events of Tuesday, September 11th, 2001 do so involuntarily. We replay where we were at, who we were with and our actions in the immediate aftermath. Someday when you're ready, I'll share my experience as a confused 17-year-old when the planes hit the towers. Your mother can talk to you about visiting ground, ground Zero as it was still a smoldering pile of rubble being excavated by weary patriots. I imagine and hope this discussion is still a ways off. More and more, I cease to recollect the day we've come to simply call 9-11, and I increasingly think on what the days, weeks, and months, and years were like before everything changed. I guess that's what I'm sorry for, that you never got to see the way things were before. This new world and new way is your normal, and it's all you know. You've never been without war. Even worse, you've never been without the ineffectual, perpetual military action we've come to know as war, the kind that allows you to live life day to day without having to mentally acknowledge that we're at war, as no discomfort or sacrifice has been required of most of us. You've never been without the boogeyman we call terrorists, nameless, faceless others who want nothing more than our demise, even if it means their own. Irrational, unmistakable evil that can be anywhere at any time. You've never been in a political climate without the accusations that those who seek to represent our best interests don't have an interest in keeping us safe as a wedge issue to keep the opposing party from being elected. From here on out, opponents will tell you that your vote shouldn't be about what's in your best interest, but instead your vote may contribute to your own execution or the execution of others by evildoers. A vote for the opposition is a vote for terrorism. I wish you knew what it was like before all this, to go through a September without solemn introspection, to board an airplane without fighting the urge to stereotype a Middle Eastern-looking man, then swallowing the guilt for the failure to do so. To think of America's greatest city without thinking of America's greatest scar. Yet you can't experience any of that, and I can't either, but at least I remember the difference and the sweetness of a pre-9-11 landscape. I wish you knew that this wasn't always the way it is, to at least give you the glimmer of hope that this always won't be the way things are, but you don't know. And for that, I'm sorry. That's a good letter, dude. I appreciate that. I'm going to start. I've started making videos to my kids kind of like, um, oh, my gosh, uh, Steve, Steve Gleason, who started making videos when he got ALS. Yeah. And I think it's dope. So that's what I've been been doing so hopefully they appreciate it and the cool part about doing stuff like this is is that i was thinking about people in music right that if you have a 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. family member in music who dies you can always go back and see them hear them you know an actor like you can always go back and see them and hear them their voice and all of that and it's kind of kind of kind of cool it'll be kind of like that for me i guess and you too ralph now though it is time for the best of social media now here's the best of social media where we literally show you the best things from social media so first thing up is this uh, caused a little bit of controversy on both of our timelines. This is from Arizona State. They got new uniforms and these uniforms look very like they first. First thing is they look like Iowa State. Second thing is this. I said this helmet is nice all by itself. It's the nice. jersey is nice. All by itself. The pants are nice all by themselves, but put them together and they are fugly. This is a <laughs> okay. this is a uniform that is uniform vomit. Agree or disagree? 
I'm going to disagree. I would say the one thing that I would change to make this one hell of a look is the gold on the jerseys should be white. Like, I think that that would take away the Iowa stateness of the way it looks from the neck down. Um, the two-tone reflective helmets that look like a Japanese beetle shell are sick as hell. I hope more teams experiment with them. I like them a lot more than the... Um, I, I mostly like matte helmets. Matte helmets are my favorite. Yes. And then uh, it, there's a certain type of chrome that you can get away with. But remember, uh, University of Arizona had those cherry bombs, the shiny reds. Yep. Like, uh, there, there are certain schools who go a little bit too far with uh with 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 the helmets these are cool i do think they look like iowa state will say that it's it it is an interesting thing to do to dress like the team that comes into your state and recruits a bunch of your best kids (laughs) (laughs) that's funny but i like i like it i just wish the lettering was white i do I, and I think maybe it's just this photo because some of the other pictures of the uniform that are out there don't make it look like they're wearing three completely separate uniform pieces. So maybe it's just this profile. The other thing with college uniforms, and you know this better than anyone, pictures and in person will, yeah, will are not never, the same thing. They'll never line up. ASU had the these gray Adidas pants and gray helmets that they wore to play at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they were um, nice. In person. Yes. In person. In pictures, it was like, what the hell is this? Yep. And so you you never really know. And you don't know how it'll show up on TV and stuff. Uh, I love I, – because I'm a huge fan of Oregon being innovative with uniforms. Um, I still want them to implement – who was the coach before uh, uh, Taggart? Helfrich. Right yeah, Helfrich. Helfrich made a joke about clear helmets once. And um, – I want them to do it. Like I, I, I love the innovation. I love just trying things to see if it'll work. So I, I love what Oregon does with uniforms. I, we, you and I were talking on the phone earlier today about how I love the web foots thing. You said they'll probably never wear them again. Um, but I always will give appreciation to a team for trying something new. Sometimes it just, it, it just doesn't work or you've already, you know, last week ASU kind of looked like Minnesota this week. They kind of look like um, Iowa state, but there's a lot of schools out there and everything's kind of been done. So I, I appreciate the effort. I will say All right. That. Final thing on the best of social media is Ralph. How are you reacting? If you're sleeping on the couch and somebody come dumps a bottle of water on your head. Dude, that is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But you got to be careful who you do that to, though, because that's an yeah. ass whooping waiting to happen. Yeah, you got the, the so that video gave me the huge vibe of like a Dakota oil field worker house because it looked like a like a ranch style home. You had dudes wearing boots, a guy who fell asleep on the couch with a blanket. It, it, from childhood, you never want to be the first person to fall asleep. No. Never. No. Like that yep. should be ingrained in your memory from childhood. It didn't look like they were partying or anything like that. It looked like he just passed out. As long as that's not my couch that somebody's pouring water onto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a leather couch, too. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's probably yep. not going to bother me. I'm not like a like a quick react, quick twitch guy. Off the couch. This dude looked like an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> sprung off the couch. I'm more of a like, okay, I'll slowly open my eyes and try to figure out what happened. And the thing that I'd be more worried about uh, than trying to physically harm somebody or jump out of the way would be what would come out of my mouth before my yeah. mental faculties. Exactly. Are all there. You mother. <laughs> but oh, um, Lord, exactly. Uh, you guys, that is right. Or wrong for the Wait, day. Hold on. Hold on. What? You're big as hell. You're big as hell. Would anybody try to do this to you ever? <sighs> are you even in danger of something like this? happening? I mean, you got kids, you got a bunch Not- of kids. Uh, only, only, only my 15 year old now, only, only him. He would think about it. And then he'd probably be like, nah, because if I do this, my dad will pay me back because he goes to sleep after I do. So, so he would, he he would understand that there would be hell to pay. You need mutually assured destruction with people in your life who 
might not always have the best intent. Exactly. Um, you guys, that is Reister Wrong for today. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. Peace out. Catch you guys next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.